Welcome back to the SMK MMA podcast where Kevin Z continues to grow. Uh, oh my. Shut up. Uh, we're going over the UFC fight night. Saunders versus Azeeb, aka Hitch from Octon. Oh my. He looks just <laughs> like them. They're oh identical. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much just from the Trivia. The fight. Um, that's about couple fights. Couple major fight announcements and that, but I won't go over. But that's basically it. So, okay. So, uh, when did John Anik join the UFC? Was it A two thousand ten, B two thousand twelve? Huh? It cut out. I didn't really hear. Oh, when is it that John Yannick John Anik joined the UFC? Is it A two thousand ten, B two thousand twelve, C two thousand thirteen? Or D, 2011. 2011. 2011, yep. yep. So, and, uh, I think it's his name, he stepped there and they didn't want to offer him like money anymore. Greenberger or whatever. Yeah, he, they didn't want to offer him the money. Wanted John that's actually kind of crazy, though, because that pay-per-view took place in 2017, so he didn't call any pay-per-views between 2011 and 2017. That's kind of weird, you know? He did fight nights. Yeah, but that's but that's kind of weird, though, that he that they didn't put him on, like, the pay-per-views right away. But, yeah, yeah, no, they were so. doing, they had a lot of, they had Joe doing with a lot of other people still. Yeah, he's definitely the better, okay. better play-by-play commentator, though, like, the main commentator, though. I will agree. Oh, so he's a better host, yeah. And Joe's yeah. our best, and then DC's there, right? And then, uh, and then I'm uh, Dominic Cruz and Paul Felder too. I I don't mind Paul other. Felder as much anymore. I hate yeah. Cruz. <laughs> Black Cruz is a fighter. Horrible, horrible commentator. Oh boy. And then he great. trashes on other commentators. Yeah. Get out of here, dude. You have a bad one. Right. Right. Out of you. I actually do kind of agree. His his commentating is a little bit like just I don't know. Right. He picks favorites so hard. Right. Yeah. But uh Yep, so William. we'll get into the finite card. Um prelims start at six o'clock on ESPN and ESPN plus and then the main card is on nine o'clock at on ESPN and ESPN Plus, so the whole card's on ESPN. So, go on, um, as you were saying. <laughs> we start the card with Ronnie Lawrence versus um, a guy. A guy. Uh, Ronnie Sed- is... Sediacoob. I know how to say his first name. Yeah, I think, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah. Ronnie is 2-0 and in the UFC after his Contender Series win back in 2020. And Sayukub is one and zero in the UFC. Uh, wasn't on Contender Series or nothing. Um, very close fight, according to the odds makers. A lot of um, these are. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence has four wins by knockout, four by decision, and he's only losses by decision. And then Sayuken has four wins by submission, three by knockout, two by decision. And his two losses one is one by knockout, one by decision. Um, very close fight. I mean, 
the odds I have is minus one twenty to plus one hundred. So Oh, some of these some of these are minus one seventeen to minus one one oh three. Right. That's how close so some of them get. Basically pick them. Um, I'll go hundred percent, yeah, definitely pick them. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, I was waiting for you because I actually want to see. You. Oh, I already know. Course. I know for a fact. Oh, I know for a fact who I was going at the end. Um. Uh, Roddy has the better significant strikes landed per minute, but Sayukeb has the more at the higher accuracy. Take, I don't know if this is true. ESPN has takedown average for Ronnie Lawrence at 9.15. I don't know if that, that can't be right. Mine has a 7.6. Yeah, this one's virtually close. Um, I'm going to go say you, Kev. Yeah, I'm going to go with the underdog. That's what I was going with. That's who you're going with. That's I don't right. know. Plus, it says he has a 4.10 submission average, so. You know, if, it, if it's on the ground, it probably favors him more. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a very close fight to call. But I don't know. Kind of looking at the stats and all that. I, I don't know. I think I kind of just like say you kept a little more. But. Yeah, I say you kept. I think he's going to have his ground game way better submissions. Right. Um, I think he's technically the better strike throw, bro. Right, probably. So. Um, Plus, he's got that one in reach and. You know. Just because you throw more doesn't necessarily mean you're better. Um, the difference, like a Max Holloway, he throws more than most people, but he also hits more. Right. More. Yeah, exactly. So. So. Well, yeah. And plus, I mean, if I mean, if Roddy get takes it to that ground, that might be, that might be not what he wants to. So. So you could think just a better player. I like him as an underdog. Seven to nine takedown average. So. Say, yeah, so. I like he's a good underdog in this. Yeah. Um, yep. Then we yep. move on to Carl Robertson versus Kennedy Nachuo. Yep. Uh, Kennedy is on a two-fight losing streak last fought in March of this year to that Nikolai. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, and then Carl is on a three-fight losing streak. One of them was to Marvin Vittori, another to Brandon Allen. So, I mean, two decent names right there. I mean, and all that. So, I know we like uh, Marvin better than a certain someone. but So, that's why I threw that out there. Uh, Kennedy has six of his nine wins by knockout, three by decision, and then he has three losses, and all of them are by one of each by knockout, submission, and decision. And then Carl has four wins by submission, two by knockout, three by decision, and he has four of his five losses by submission. The others are knockout loss. Um, another kind of very close fight here. There's a lot of um, a lot on this card that are close. Um, I think I'm gonna play the reach card and high card. I'm gonna go Kennedy. Go oh, Kennedy. Mm. Kennedy definitely has a lot of advantage in this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Says he throws a higher significant strikes landed per minute, according to ESPN. Um, accuracies in favor of Carl. Uh, takedown accuracies in favor of Carl. An average. 
than submission average, but I don't know. I just think I think the reach and all that could play the light heavyweight fight. So yeah, I'll go Kennedy. I think. Yeah. Kind of in what about yeah, I'll go Kennedy on it. Right. Yeah. Um, very very close fight though to call for sure. Yeah. So. Um. And we will end the Garrett Armfield versus David Onama. Oh, uh, Biggest difference on the card. Yeah. Uh, By a lot. I mean, is it safe to say that we're both going David here? Yeah, I'm going David. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's who I was going to take. But uh, David's on a one-fight win streak. I'll just go over their win streak. And then Garrett's making his UFC debut. So, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I think, I think David... I don't know. Plus, the last fight again that David had, I kind of liked him a bit, you know. But I think he's got potential. So, so definitely one of the people that got potential. Yeah, I like David a lot. He's got a really strong, good power. Yep. A lot of strikes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that he's got that power for a featherweight. You know. But I mean, so does kind of Max, you know. I mean, Max is a well, Max peppers the heck out of you with what he does. He gets you a right. over power. Right. This guy has more power, but I mean, there's guys just because you're a right. better guy doesn't necessarily mean you're. Honestly, a, kind of a, like based on his picture, he kind of looks like a like a light heavy, you know, just his build is, and all that, you know. You know, he's got a big build for a featherweight. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think so, that's a pretty safe one. Minus eight hundred to plus five fifty. I just yeah. So, I mean, I mean that'd be a big underdog to bet on, though. I mean, could make you some money if. I it, mean, he is a debut, so. It, it, you know. There's a lot that um. Yeah. Being a and it kind of always seems like the guy. debuts kind of do do good, but. You know. Yeah, I don't know necessarily much about him. I really watch him. Um, right. I just think. I don't know. Anama's just really good. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just don't see uh Yeah. I think I think Onama's power is gonna be too much for Garrett and I just don't think he's gonna be able to handle it, I think is kinda like what you were saying there. So. Yeah, I think he's gonna overwhelm him. There's a lot yep. of strikes and there's a lot of power strikes. It's gonna wear him down in tiger mode, you know? Especially yeah, I th- so yeah, I think it's going to be a round second round knockout. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. We move on to another one, which they're honestly pretty close. Yeah. Eddie Brundage versus Kaysom Gore. Yep. Uh, Brundage is coming off a win back in March of this year. And then uh, Trayshawn Gore is coming off the loss to Brian Battle. The, so the actual in. ultimate fighter for now. Yeah, that should have been the ultimate fighter finale. So, which I mean, I guess the right guy still ended up winning. Well, a lot of people think Gore won that fight against Battle, so. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, it should be a good one. I mean, I always kind of like the when the UFC guys first make their first actual like UFC debut. Uh, Cody has three wins by knockout, three by submission, one by decision. And then two losses, one by knockout, one by decision. And Treshawn has one win by knockout, submission, and decision. 
and his only loss is by decision. So he's literally three and one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Gore. I think I think Gore yeah. gets gets on the right track after that lost to battle. Yeah, I'm going first so yeah, like I said, like you said, another very close fight odds. Minus 140 to plus 120 is what I have it as. So, yeah, it's very yeah. close. Minus one, plus 125, minus 150. Yeah, a lot of, so, uh, a lot of plus. Gore lands more significant strikes per minute. Better takedown, more takedowns. Submission average is close. Takedown average, he has more in, and then he has a higher uh, significant strike accuracy too. So, yeah. So, yep. I think that's pretty much does it for that one. So then we get uh, the crappier Shevchenko fighter. Yeah, then we get um, <laughs> Antonita Shevchenko versus Colton Casey. Honestly, yeah, uh, Shevchenko is coming off a loss to Casey O'Neill and Andrea Lee. So I mean. Uh, Bad names to lose to there. And plus, she's got a loss against uh, Chukagian. But and she also has a loss to Roxanne Monteferry. So that one's that one. That one's kind of uh, not that. You know. So we know someone else who lost to Roxanne Monteferry. Oh, so. shut your mouth! It's hard to it's hard to be really judge that bad for it. Shut up, Jesus! I mean, I'm just saying it's true. It did happen. I know. I know. So, uh, yeah, uh, Casey is on a one-fight win streak last fall, November of last year. Um, and then if I go to the other thing, Shevchenko has five wins by not or decision, three by knockout, one by submission, and she has four losses, two by decision, one by submission, one by knockout. And then Courtney has four wins by submission, three by knockout, three by decision. Her seven of her nine losses are by decision, and the other two are by uh, or submission. Um, another kind of very close fight, fight uh, according to the odds Shevchenko. and all that. Um, that's who you're going with. Yeah, uh, Courtney Casey. I think she's done. I, I think I think that's who I'm gonna take as well. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, because. I mean, because I, just, I mean, she basically has to be good because she her sister's a, you know. Well, I, mean, I don't know that means she has to be good. Well, I mean, but she I do think I do think she trains with her. She gets some things from her. Um, I guess Casey's I guess that doesn't mean that she's good, but she learns. So crazy, the she's chain. the older sister too. Right, right. You would kind of think she would be the better one, you know, like the older one would maybe be better, but. I guess not necessarily. So. Right. Yeah, I'm going to take Sachinko. I think she gets it done. I mean, her last fight was... I think her loss to O'Neal was more impressive than... Courtney right. Yeah. Well, and I think well, the ground I mean, game. Yeah. And I mean, in two, O'Neal's going to be a contender in that division. So, I mean, at some point. So, she's going to be one of them that's going to be contending for the title yeah. at some point. So, she's a good fighter in that division. Then we get the prelim finale. Amin Zabid versus Ricky Tushio. Yep. 
Uh, can you finally make it as a proper UFC debut, too? So, uh, Armenian has, is coming off a win back in February of 21. That was his last win. He is 2-2 two and two in the UFC. And then Ricky... Oh, no. I guess... Yeah, I forgot he did fight. He fought... Wow. Was that the... Yeah, that was the... That was the ultimate fighter finale. That his last fight. So, no, I guess... Technically, he's... He hasn't fought since his... Ultimate fighter... Uh, finale was. Yeah. August of this year. But that so technically he, counts as a UFC debut, so... Yeah, that is true. So, so technically, he has fought... In the but he's having his debut. first fight since his... Since that, basically. I think he had an injury. I think he broke his hand or something that fight. Yeah, might have been. That's why he's been off for so long. Did something. But yeah, he's coming off that win against Brady Hurstad to win the tough Ultimate Fighter contract. And if I go to the other thing, um, Armenian has five wins by knockout, two by submission, one by decision. And then he has one loss by knockout, one by decision. And then Ricky has seven wins by decision, three by knockout, one by submission. And he has one loss by knockout, one by decision. Um, uh, I'm going Ricky. I, I actually like Ricky. I like yeah, him as an ultimate fighter. In that. We're green a lot again, but Ricky. Yeah. I, I, do yeah. Like I, think, I think he's one of them that has some potential, you know, could be good in that, in that stacked bantamweight division. I mean, that division's, that division's loaded. That's all I'm going to say. Even, like, <laughs> non-ranked guys are, like, really good at that. Oh, yeah, it's one of the best. Like, arguably the best division in the UFC. So, if Second. not the best. No. Yeah. I'm sorry, the so. lightweight is too good to not say it's better. Right. Like everyone in the top 15 is elite. Right. Everyone, even like Every the one of them great could guy the could I think anyone of them could be a, be a competitive contender. Right. So I, yeah. I think that's the best. I think that's the best division in UFC history. You could argue maybe the middleweight or like heavyweight back in the day. Right. But, yeah. Sort of, but yeah, yeah I think Ricky gets it done. So as the higher significant strikes per minute. Better accuracy, takedown average is better. Yeah. Um, oh. Yep. Then we get Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey to start off the main card. Yep. Uh, uh, Michael Johnson is coming off a win against Alan Patrick in May of this year, and then Jamie is coming off a loss to Jalen Turner in March of this year. So. Michael Johnson has nine wins by knockout, nine by decision, two by submission. He has nine losses by submission, six by decision, two by knockout. And then Jamie has uh, ten wins by knockout, three by decision, or three by submission, one by decision. And then he has three losses by knockout, two by decision. Um, kind of a one-sided. Yeah, I... I, I hate to keep agreeing, but... I just think Johnson's too old. Right. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, the odds kind of have it kind of more in favor of Jamie minus 240 to plus 200, so it's another one of them bigger. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just not gonna go Malarkey. I think Johnson's just too old. Malarkey's last loss is against Turner, who looks like a contender maybe by next year. Right. Yeah. Um, like lost to someone bad. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. a really good one for him. Um, yeah. And plus he has a one over Devontae Smith, who isn't bad. You know. Yeah. That. So he's beaten he, a couple. He ran into a Turner, too. who I think is a really elite right now. Yeah. M, M plus two, I mean, if you scroll down, he actually lost to Volk in AFC, so he's even yeah. lost to some good people outside of the UFC, too, so some yeah, I think Malarkey gets it done. Uh, let me move on to Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. Yep. Uh, Calvillo is on a three-fight losing streak. One was to Andrade, one was to Chukagan, and the other was to Andrea Lee. That was the most recent one. And then Nunez is coming off a loss to Mackenzie Dern in April of last year. And she's on a two-fight losing streak. Um, uh, there it is. Uh, Calvillo has four wins by decision, three by submission, two by knockout. And she has two losses by knockout, two by decision. And then Nina has uh, four wins by knockout. Two by submission, four by decision. And then she has five losses by decision, two by submission. Um, I'm taking Calvillo. I actually like Calvillo, too. Nina Nunez. Oh, okay. Calvillo's washed. I think she's done, honestly. You know? um, yeah. I, I don't know. You know. She doesn't look good anymore in any other place. Nunez, yeah. I'm, I don't actually have anything against I don't like a wife. Right. I mean, right. I think she's the smarter fighter out of the two of them, too. I mean, it's just more talented. Right. You know, Amanda. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think she's coming off of probably a really good camp being a Beltman fighter and all. That's, um, that's very true, but. She's probably got a good camp, work with a lot of different people, coaches. Um, still has Amanda. Same with Valentina. Say what you want about her. She's still working with one of the best. Right, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Amanda, I mean, we kind of messed with that, you know. She has one of the best training partners. Yeah. So, I just personally, I don't know. I think she's yeah, good for this I one. I don't know. I think her ground game's better and her striking's better. I think right. her striking's way better. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think she's going to win that one. Yeah. Um, then we get Jared Pender versus Chase Sherman. Both guys yep. going on bad losing streaks. Losing our loss yeah. to both. Uh, yeah. Loser walks. Loser probably gets pink slip. You think? Uh, three, four fight losing streaks. Yeah. Uh, Vandera's on a three you, uh, fight losing streak. You could argue Vandera. Yeah. Um, Lasky. A lot of people think he did. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, I think if Sherman definitely loses this, because this will be five in a row, you know, I think he's definitely. I mean, but if um, Vandera loses, that's four in a row. That's that's very true, too. It's not any better. Uh, yeah, that's that is very true. Uh, Vendera has seven wins by knockout, three by submission, two by decision. And then he has three losses by submission, indecision, and two by knockout. And then Sherman has fourteen of his fifteen wins by knockout, one by decision, and then four losses by knockout, decision, and two by submission. Is his losses. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Oh, well. Loser's gone, I think. I really do. Right. I could, I could definitely see it. Um, yeah. Sherman throws the higher significant strikes. Uh, Adair has the better average or accuracy. Hmm. I'm going to go Vendera. I'm going to go Jared. No, not agreeing. That's your thing again. I'm going Vendera. Nope. Yeah. I, I just... I think he might be the better fighter. I mean, it's just... It's it's hard to tell. You know, but... I just think Sherman's gone. I mean, I, like I said, I agree with the argument that you could say... Uh, than their beat right. Orlowski. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. Can't say that. Because it was a split, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and A lot of people think I, he won, so. Right. I mean, I think it's safe to say someone could get knocked out because there's a total of 21 knockouts between the two. So, I think it's oh, safe to say 100% someone. 100% there could be a knockout in this fight. They're safe to say someone's getting knocked out this fight, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Vendero. Yep, I agree. So, trying to flip this here. So, and three more fights to go. Um, yeah, then we move on to Sedner McGinnoff versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. Um, yep. Good fight. Uh... Douglas is coming off a two-fight win streak. Last fought in February of this year to Sergey Rosanov, I think is how you say it. And then Nurmagomedov is coming off a two-fight win streak. Last fought in January of this year on the first pay-per-view card. Beat Cody Stamen. Um, uh, Douglas has 20 wins by knockout. Two by submission, six by decision. And then he has two losses by decision, one by submission, one by knockout. And then Raga Madoff has seven decision wins, four knockout, four submission wins. And his only two losses have went to the judges' scorecards. He's lost by decision in both fights um, that he's lost. Um, you know what? I can't bet against... Uh, I'm the Magomedov person, so I'm going said. Yeah, I'm so going I'm Yeah. So. This is a good fight for him. Yeah. And plus, minus 360 favorite to plus 280. So that lands the higher significant strikes per minute. Um, yeah. Better accuracy. Better takedown accuracy. Or, no. No. Actually, he doesn't have the better takedown accuracy. 45% 7, never mind. So, but yeah, I think his stand-up game's just, yeah, too good. That, plus the submissions and that, so, yeah, I think Yeah, I think Sid's the better. Yep. Sid's just the better fighter. Yep. Yep, yep. So, um, then we get into the co-main, which, yeah. Yeah, Carlo Barlillo versus... Almond Pestrion. Yep. Kahlo uh, uh, coming off that win that shouldn't have been a win, but back in April of this year, 
and uh, it got stopped, and they just went to the judges' scorecard for an illegal knee strike. That so, yeah, he's coming off that one, which was his UFC debut. And then Armin is coming off also his UFC debut win back in February of this year. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Keo, or however you say his name, has four wins by knockout, three by submission, four by decision, and then his only loss is by decision. And then Armin has six knockout wins, one decision win, and his only loss is done by knockout. Um, I kind of don't want to pick the one just because of how his last fight went. He should have won that. He was actually like smiling about, you know, like I kind of don't want to, but (sighs) screw it. I'm going with him. I'm going with him. (laughs) You said favorite. I'm going with CO or how you say it. It's a tough one to call. It is. It is. And I and I know you're not that big of a fan of them too after the how that fight ended. But I don't think no one really is a big fan of them, but yeah. I'm going on them. You're going on with okay. Yeah, I think it's a good underdog card. Right. Yeah. So, very close fight. I mean, so, should be a close fight. But who knows? So. Yeah, I mean, 7-1, 11-1. Yeah. Yeah, very, very close fight. Good fighters in those. So, even though the one's kind of a cheating guy who likes to throw illegal strikes. But, yeah. So, it's whatever, though. So. Yeah, I can't stand him. Then we move on to the the good lightweight main event, so very good. So should have happened numerous times, but <laughs> did it. Uh Battle yeah, of Rafael's Rafael uh, Dos Santos versus Rafael Fazee. Um yep. aka Hitch from Optic. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dos Santos is coming off two wins. Uh last fought March of this year. His other win was against Paul Felder. And then Fazeev is coming on a four-fight win streak. No, uh, I'm pretty sure he's even on five. Uh, oh, yeah, it's five. Yeah. I and mean, he's on a big streak. Yeah. I, I forgot to add one. So, yeah, there's a five-fight win streak. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess he did beat Bobby Green. He beat Brad Rydell. That's his two most recent wins. So, which aren't bad. I mean, there's... Solid people. He's been some uh, top tier guys. Might be. Yeah. Uh, Dos Santos has 16 decision wins, 10 submission wins, 5 knockout wins, and then 10 of his 13 losses have been by decision. The other 3 have been by knockout. And then uh, Fazeev has 7 knockout wins, 3 decision wins, 1 submission wins, and his only losses by knockout. Um, Kind of surprised the odds are kind of, you know, but the way they are. Um, I'm not. I think Fazeev should be the favorite. Right. I kind of just thought maybe it would have been maybe a little closer, but, 
you know. I don't know. I mean, Bosonis has barely fought his only win in the last years against a guy on short notice who was that is true. also old and no one had given a shot. Right, that um, is true. But yeah, I'm going to go Fazeev. Yep, Fazeev. I'm going to take the win streak of that. Because, yeah, the last time I bet against a person that was on a... Uh, didn't uh, go so well. Or, well, it was a losing streak, but still. So. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm going to see. Yeah. So. I, I like Fazeev. I'm a big Hitch fan. I like his work on Optic. Don't play. Um, Jesus. Gotta keep bringing that up. Um, so, yeah, so a uh, couple fights to go over. Uh, October 1st, UFC Fight Night made of it is set. It is going to be Mackenzie Dern versus Yam. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. I mean, it's top five strawweight, you know. Aren't they ranked so, six and seven? Well, it's still about a top five, top five though, something like that though. Top ten, I guess we'll say, just to be sure. Because, right. yeah, I can't remember exactly what their ranks are. But, Pretty sure yeah. six, seven is what they're currently at. But, yeah, I mean, the winner of that, I mean, Maybe knocking on the door for a title shot, maybe. So that division's so cleared out. Who who else? So I mean, there's like be so a title. division's so cleared. I mean, I could totally be a title fight. Yep. And then uh, the last one that we'll go over is Sean Brady versus Will. Remember the name Muhammad is set. Well, he's gonna remember Sean Brady's name. Uh, October twenty second on Abu Dhabi. That'll be the UFC two eighty one card. So, just remember Tom Brady's name after that one. Oh, boy. I already know who Kevin's taken. That one. Can't so, stand believe. I know you can't. But, yeah, so that's basically it for the fights and all that. No other really news to go over. So, uh, we'll get into Kevin's take and get on out of here. Um, pretty much just the. Uh, this card's actually better than I thought it was when I watched. Right. Yeah. We were talking about yesterday saying how crappy it was. I'm like, yeah, this card's actually lit. I guess I'll kind of bring up that point. I kind of brought up the point to him that it always seems to me that the first fight night after a big pay-per-view is kind of like meh, like outside of like one fight, one to two fights, maybe. It just, it always kind of seems that way to me. But, but I don't think that I don't know about that now. After really thinking about this card, right? This yeah. card's way better than I thought of. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Which, which I mean, it's kind of like you told me off the podcast all that yesterday. Yeah, because they load up the pay per views of that, and right. that. So like, your fight nights are going to kind of lack, you know, after a pay per view. But, but yeah, this might actually be one of the better ones. There's after so many a good close cards. Good yeah. close ones on it. Yeah. So, so yeah, but yeah, I agree. So yeah, just a reminder: prelims start at six o'clock on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and then the main card is at nine o'clock on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Uh, add or is that? No, that's about it. It's basically it. So not much. Yep. So as always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at SKMMA Podcast, and we'll be back Wednesday with. Um, Breakdown of this card, the results, and that. Yep. Um, rankings, maybe Ultimate Fighter, depending if Kevin 
get the time to watch it. If not, that'll be pushed to next Saturday. So, yeah. So, basically, our normal Wednesday episode. So, yeah. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.